0: Welcome to Anil Arana Live. Recorded live during his missions around the world, these podcasts feature audio sermons and reflections from internationally renowned preacher and retreat leader, Anil Arana. For more audio podcasts, video sermons, and articles, please visit www.pagesiweb.org or www.anilarana.com.
1: I want to take you on an adventure tonight. I want to take you on a very, very special adventure that you will enjoy, hopefully, and that you will continue to go on even after tonight. Do you like adventure? Good. Now, this adventure comes from diving into the Word of God, and what I'm going to do today is a little different from what I usually do. I'm going to continue to preach, but I'm also going to teach teach you a Bible study and I think that you're going to enjoy it. Do you think you're going to enjoy it? I think you're going to enjoy it. Now why am I inspired to do this? Two weeks ago, God laid it on my heart to start a Bible study. And I didn't think many people would join it, but to my surprise, because I said the study is going to be every day. To my surprise, we had almost 24 people and you know what? For two weeks, they have been coming day after day after day and studying the word of God together. Now, That's not reason enough for me to get into this new series. What is reason is what happened to them. But I'm not gonna tell you because they're right here. So I would like to invite three of them in turn. Now, they don't know who I'm going to call first or last, so I'd like to begin with our brother Royal. Where is he? Come, come. I just want you to tell our very friendly brothers and sisters. See how they clapped for you? See, there they go. What difference these two weeks of Bible study has made to your life? Good evening everybody. Good evening. This last two weeks
0: has been, you can say miraculous. There's been a huge change in my life. And it's not just in the way I lead my life, but even mentally. The, the thoughts that I get, because we're always meditating on the word, there's always a scripture that we get that we need to break down in our mind and apply to our life. And we're learning from some great resource people as well. We're almost done with the book of Philippians and it's, it's just, you can say magical, that the journey that we've all gone through in these last two weeks. And this thirst in my heart to always learn the word of God has, has, has been fulfilled now. And I know that in the coming weeks, even you will join in and you will get on this journey and, and you will know for yourself
1: how, how this changes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're a born public speaker, Royal. You know? Can I remind you of the verse that we learned last week? Joshua eight says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful in everything to do what is written in it. Then you will be prosperous and blessed. For the second person, I want to invite Sister Janet. All of you know her? Are you nervous?
2: standard by the way as Roel said it's been a very different experience um, basically we all wanted to do do Bible study like we've been reading the Bible but we wanted to go deeper but somehow there was no time okay and uh, then brother announced his Bible study and we were all very eager that we wanted to uh, we all joined in and from the first session onwards we started enjoying and uh, believe me it's not brother teaching each one is taking turns preparing for that day and uh, teaching in the in the bible study and it's been fun the the, teach, the learnings that we learned and the insights that we received and it, it's just simply amazing that uh, you know it's a lot of things we never knew second thing when it comes to discipline uh, uh, Discipline is something very difficult and this Bible study is also uh, disciplining us and like the first thing what I did is I always used to say I was wondering how we are going to do this because every day 6.30 to 8 o'clock we are doing Bible study then I live in Sharjah so by the time I reach home it is 9 o'clock and then I was wondering how do I do my homework how do I prepare for the next day how do I continue reading my Bible there was no time then I took my phone I deleted my games (laughs) I, I stopped watching the serials that I watch in the night and there was time okay so for everybody who feels there is no time (laughs) you can make time okay and um, even automatically when you're learning scriptures in depth when you're learning scriptures uh, your life tends to change like every time you're doing something suddenly you know you are reminded of things that no you're not supposed to do that so a lot of things are changing in my life as well thank you I don't know who's turn next (laughs)
1: Thank you, thank you. See, I can stop preaching, we got preachers here already. Right, and it is my hope that some of you would kind of step forward and take over from me because we're short on preachers. Um, Before I call the third person, I just want to remark on something that Janet said. Time. How many hours are there in a day? 24, you have 24 hours? I have 24 hours too. We all have the same amount of time. It is what we do with our time that determines our future. Right, what we make priorities with our time. Now you could make games your priority like Janet used to. Or you can make Bible study your priority but you get to decide what is important. And now for the third person I'd like to invite somebody who led us today um, in worship, Sister Arlene.
3: Um, as I have desc- described it before I said when we started a Bible study it's like I am the rooftops <laughs> okay and uh, I cannot explain much of what the changes have been um, going on in my life and Rowell is right it's miraculous in the past two weeks I have been receiving a lot of miracles In my life even in the smallest way so I thank God for that and um, the Word of God actually I crib about listening to the voice of God how do you listen to the voice of God how can I hear the voice of God I just realize it today that it's in the Bible he speaks to us through the Bible and in many many ways and you will not imagine that you as a simple person, as an ordinary person, can come up with extraordinary explanations. It's not from your brain, it's from the Holy Spirit. So if you want to learn extraordinarily, then join the Bible study. Amen.
1: Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, I'm. I didn't do this to sell a Bible study to you, okay? I promise you, you don't need to join any Bible study anywhere. The reason I did this is to make you understand the importance of doing Bible study. If not in a community, then on your own. That was the first thing that inspired me to start this new series, and I'm gonna keep preaching on it till I get tired, which probably means um, in a a few hundred years, right? (laughs) The second reason was the gospel reading and the first reading that we heard at Mass last week. The first reading was taken from the prophet Isaiah chapter 55 where the prophet spoke about the word of God and he said, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty but will accomplish my desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And then the second reading was about the sower sowing seed. How many of you went for mass last week? All of you did? Please say all of you did. And all of you remember what you heard, right? So you can repeat Isaiah 55 for me, please. All right, never mind. The second, the gospel reading was from Matthew 13, which spoke about the sower sowing seed. And Jesus describes how this seed that the sower sows falls on four types of soil. It falls on, it's, it falls on rocky ground, it fo- uh, falls on soil that is shallow, it falls among uh, the thorns, and it falls in good soil. And the focus was whether the soil that is our hearts is good or not. And the fruit of that should be the fruit that you bear because every seed Sown in good soil reaps a harvest 30 times, 60 times, or a hundred times what is sown. Moment for reflection. This is what we do in Bible study. If the word of God has truly been sown in good soil, where is the harvest? How much is yours? 30 times what was sown? 60 times what was sown? Or 100 times what was sown? And the answer for most of us is, say that. Say it loudly. All that is going to change, alright? This is not true for everybody. I know some of you are really sowing well. But I want everybody to sow It doesn't matter how much you sow and how much you reap, but as long as you are reaping a harvest that is much more than what was sown within you. And for that, I need to take you to the word of God. Are you ready? Oh, by the way, one more first today. This is the first time ever I'm using a cordless mic. So basically I can chase anybody down, even at the back now, right? So be careful, those of you at the back think you're safe, you're not safe anymore. Okay, listen to the word of God now, listen carefully. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles, then I will tell them all plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And then he continues, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Uh, Say praise praise the Lord. And not everyone who says praise the Lord is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name work many miracles? Then I will say to them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Scary, no? But Jesus was a very scary guy. I don't know if you've realized. We've turned him into this cute puppy dog kind of guy, you know, who you don't have to worry about at all. He just tells you these good things that make you happy and make you smile. And in fact, many times when I ask people why they believe in Jesus, they say, oh, he makes me so happy. Does he make you happy? I hope he does. But that's something to be very careful about because his role is not to make us happy here on earth. It is to make sure that we have happiness for eternity in heaven with him. Now a lot of people say, really, if I disobey his commands, he's going to say, I don't know you. He's going to punish me. He's going to be harsh on me. They want us to understand that Jesus has given us salvation and that salvation is something that we always need to be grateful for because it has come purely out of grace. But I want us to understand why we need to follow his commandments, okay? I'm gonna take you through a few exercises and I want you to cooperate with me, okay? Most of you are not from this country. Is there anyone who's born in this country who's a local here? No, nobody, everyone's a foreigner? You're living in a foreign country but you realize you have to obey the rules of this country that you're living in, yes, no? Which means you cannot wear a micro mini skirt and walk about charger. Can you? Would you? No you wouldn't. Now can you kind of go to a public place like a beach and smooch the person you love? Would you do that? Would you do that sir? No you wouldn't. Why? Because they lock you up. Yes? They take you straight into jail now. When you're in jail, being questioned by the policeman, can you say to him, but you know what? I never drive over the speed limit. I have not had a bounce check at all, so let me go. He would say, it's a good thing you haven't bounced a check, because if you had bounced a check, you would have also been in. And it's a good thing you haven't crossed the speed limit, because if you did cross the speed limit, you would have to pay a fine. These are things that we have to do. But just because we did them, it doesn't mean that you can get away with anything. And yet when it comes to God, you know what we do with God? Oh God, last week I heard Anil talk about tithing. The first thing I did was tithe my money. The week before that I heard about keeping the Sabbath day holy. I keep the Sabbath day holy every time. But Lord, I have this little problem. Once in a way I like to watch porn. That is okay, no Lord. Are you with me? Do you realize how ridiculous this sounds? That you're telling God that just because it is alright to do a few things. Just because you do a few things that are good, it is alright to do a few things that are bad. Do you see how utterly ridiculous it is? And yet that is exactly what we do. But the point of this passage is not about that. The point of this passage that I want you to focus about is the fact that Jesus says, I don't know you. can he not know us I mean all of us said hallelujah so loudly just now right all of us have come for meetings and some of us have come for years right all of us go for mass every Sunday but even though we might not remember what was said at mass because we weren't listening all of us go for mass on Sunday right so why would Jesus say I don't know you I need a nice couple. Oh, there's a nice couple. He's your husband, and she's your wife. Just establishing a fact. Can I borrow you both please here? I need you to face the crowd because you're also facing the camera. How long are you married, sister? Years this year. Wow. You deserve the medal more, or he deserves the medal more? It's a bond, okay. How did you meet this man?
4: Families (laughs) knew one another. Okay. And the magic happened on 24th December 1980.
1: Wow. What happened? What magic?
4: Christmas party. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And how old were you then? I was just 16.
1: Really? Wow. And we? Much older. Okay, all right. I'm not going to ask. And what happened when you saw him, when you met him? Sparks. (laughs) Didn't didn't your heart do that boopity boopity boopity? Yes, why not? Yes. Okay, it did. And then then what happened?
4: And of course, yes. um, It was a wonderful, we clicked immediate at the first go. And uh, one thing was very important for me was the person I marry would be a Catholic. Uh
1: huh.
4: That was was very, yes. Okay the person should not be drinking or smoking, uh-huh. so he wasn't, Okay, which was very comfortable for me. And since I was young and I wanted to do my, complete my education, that was my priority and I made it very clear to him that I will first complete my education and then we'll talk about the rest.
1: Okay, Andy. let you finish your Yes, finished. very patiently. Waited for you. Yes. Right, and your heart didn't stop making boopity-boopity all that time. Oh,
4: I received a letter every day. Oh! And he did too.
1: Wow, don't let deserve a round of applause? I'm, I'm not done with you, unfortunately. I, I'm, I'm kind of going to leave you out of the spot. You just stand there and look handsome. Uh, so you, you, in 30 years, you'd say you know this man? Very well. Can I can I quiz you? Why not? Okay, what's his favorite color? White. Ah. <laughs> that is without a doubt. What's his favorite cuisine?
4: He is not fussy with food. He'll eat anything you give him. Oh that's wonderful. So
1: that is a blessing. It is, it is, it is. It's a yes. good thing you're not married to me. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the only thing it should not be very spicy, which you like. Oh. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. What makes him angry?
4: He does not really get angry, but he's very particular about punctuality. Okay. Yeah, that's something that upsets what, him with somebody What do like you punctu- do
1: that makes him angry?
4: <laughs> what do I do that makes you angry?
1: <laughs> All right, never mind. Uh, what? What's he like
4: not? when he wakes up in the morning? Oh, morning time at our home is very, very serene. We, uh, the thing is, everything is done at night and kept ready. So in the morning, you get up, you praise God, thank God. And I've always taught even the kids as they grew up that the morning time is your time with God. So there should be no cribbing, grumbling, criticizing. It should be all quiet. And it was like this even as the children
1: grew up. Wow.
4: Yeah. There was no sound really in the morning at home.
1: Wow. Wow, I, I can learn a few things from you. you know? <laughs> right, thank you so much. That was so edifying. Thank you so much. <laughs> You'll find out in a moment why I did that. Would you say they know each other? I mean, I didn't ask him any questions. What's her favorite color? All right. Okay, that's that's the man for you. That's the man. That's the man answering a question. Okay, that's that's the man answering a question. Uh, she's saying it's a fact, but you know, ask a man a question like that, he doesn't have a clue. <laughs> but I believe, I believe that he, she actually loves all colors, and I believe that he knows it. Now they're married. They've been married for thirty years. Now let us imagine, okay, that after they got married said, you know what, you stay, you stay in one place and I'll stay in another place and I'll kind of say hello to you on the phone once in a way. And every Wednesday evening I'll come and spend two hours with you, we'll have dinner together and then we'll leave. And maybe every Friday I'll kind of spend one hour with you and then I'll go back to my home. So they do this every week for 30 years without fail, Okay? does he know her? And does she really know him? So what makes you think you can be different with God? What makes you think you can get to know him? If you just come to meet him once in a way on a Wednesday here or once a week on a Sunday at mass and Do you really know him? So why would you be surprised if he says, I don't know you because I've never really met you. I don't really know you because you've only come when I needed help. I don't really know you because you never tried to find out what I'm all about. You never tried to find out who I am. If she lived away and didn't care that he was sad, that he was sick, if she didn't care that he was lonely and that he was afraid, if she didn't care that he was in pain and she says, I'm your wife, what is he going to say to her? I don't know you. And it is the same thing with God. I'm trying to simplify things as much as possible tonight because I realize sometimes this heavy preaching does no gain to anybody. It's life's lessons broken down very simply that make the point. So we need to know God. And like Moses, we need to cry out. Exodus thirty-three, thirteen. 13, he said, teach me your ways so that I may know you, God. Teach me your ways. Because when you know the ways of God, you know where God wants you to go. You know what God wants you to do. You know about all these plans that God has for us but they can never be realized because we don't know what they are because we're too busy following our own plans. We come over here and we listen to the word of God but as we've learned so many times just hearing the word of God is not enough. We got to do it. Open your Bibles. I hope all of you are carrying them today. How many of you are carrying your Bibles? Raise them in the air. Joanna, take a photograph please. Catholics with Bibles in their hands. Absolutely amazing. I need to see real Bibles, alright? They no, want no, stand up and take a picture. Stand on a chair. You all raise your Bibles high up in the air, like so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, God, are you looking down? Catholics, Lord! <laughs> Those of you who are not carrying Bibles, don't feel bad. Carry one next week. And you know what? You don't need to carry one specially for the meeting. You just need to carry one all the time so when you come for the meeting, you have a Bible in your hand. It's like a cell phone. Well, someone's flicked my cell phone. Do you have your cell phone with you? Don't don't take it. Do you have your cell phone with you? Do you have yours with you? Oh, you do. Do you have yours with you? You don't have a cell phone? (laughs) Praise the Lord, give me five. You're the only person in this room who doesn't have a cell phone with her. But everybody else has a cell phone. You don't forget your cell phone at home, do you? You two forgot? Okay, see, because she's carrying a Bible with her. Turn, you open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2 verses 3 to 6 and we will read it together. That's 1 John. That's not the Gospel of John. That's the letter of John. You'll find it at the end of the Bible. 1 John, chapter 2, verses 3 to 6. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it. You'll find it very soon, very soon. Okay, now listen to me. We know that we have come to know him. How do you get to know Jesus? We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. How do we come to know if we know Jesus? So you want to know if you know Jesus or not? You've got to examine if you keep his commands. Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar. Oops. And the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. This is the word of the Lord. Now I want to return. I want to return to Matthew chapter Seven and continue with the wise and foolish builders Everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice Is like a wise man who built his house on the rock The rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house Yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. This is what Bible students look like. They kind of bury themselves in the Bible and they get lost in it. Reading the word of God. Understanding the word of God. Putting the word of God into practice lays the foundation. Whatever trouble comes your way. And troubles always come our way. The one thing you know from the Bible is that there are storms all the time. And sometimes these storms are great. Sometimes these storms are very rough. Sometimes these storms tend to threaten you with death. But if your foundation is strong. What is Jesus saying? These storms can blow as hard as they can blow, you are not going to be shaken. Forget about being broken. You're gonna stand there firm. So it doesn't matter if you have domestic issues. It doesn't matter if your husband has been threatening to leave you for the longest time. It doesn't matter if your kids are doing the stupidest things that anyone can imagine. Nowadays, kids, what they do is, I don't even wanna think about it. Things can happen to your job, to your finances. Which reminds me of somebody. Brother Anand, please come forward. I want to show you how real what I'm talking about today is. That is why so many people. Sometimes you think it is just me going blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's, it's a lot of people that God is touching. Let me give you a hug first. <clears throat> if I give you the mic, I know you're going to take 10 minutes. Yes. So I'm not going to give you the mic. I'm just, just, just going to ask you questions. You're not a born Christian. You came to the faith from outside. Yes. I, were, was, I was born a Hindu. And how long since you came to Jesus? Came to Jesus came to a knowledge of him
5: or uh, Knowledge of him about uh, 25 years.
1: Wow, and when did you become a
5: Christian? For 25 years.
1: Oh, good. He found Jesus and he fell in love with Jesus. He's out in Bhupati, Bhupati, Bhupati And he said, Jesus, I want to be yours forever. And for 25 years, he's been Jesus. In the last two years, has there something really terrible that has happened to you? Terrible storms, since we're talking about storms. Absolute terrible storm. Yes. And what storm was
5: that? Um, 5th of November 2015, I was thrown out of a job uh, which I was in for 17 years. And I was accused of swindling 79 million with a criminal case against me because I went to court for my end of service benefits. Uh, two years without a job, without an identity, without a passport, without a visa, and all I all I had was Jesus to cling on to, and I did cling on to Him. And today, He won His victory for me. The humans in the court today acquitted me. Jesus had set me free long
1: back. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Just, 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 just one more question. In these, in these turbulent times when you were accused of 79 million, you said, have you seen 79,000? No. Oh, okay. I don't think many of us have. I know that I haven't. Uh, well... Uh, not my money anyway. Um, How did you stand firm? How how, how come you, whenever I saw you, there was only joy in you, there was only confidence in you. Where did you get that confidence from?
5: It wasn't always confidence. There were times when I had my doubts and anger and frustration and 16th of January 2016, I was there. Somewhere around there, crying when he was preaching during a retreat. Thirst no more. That was a retreat that changed me. And I have not had thirst after that.
1: Praise the Lord. My thirst
5: has only been for the Lord. And he has kept me firm through all kinds of troubles, all kinds of troubles. But one thing I had always learned to do was to cling on to him whatever. And that is what I've done.
1: Thank you so much. You're such an inspiration. <clears throat> God bless you. What more do I need to say? If your house is built on solid foundation any stone and come your way, and you will not be destroyed. If God's word over there, and God is a man who keeps his word, I want to tell you something else about this man. In all these two years, that he didn't have a job, and that he had actually a, a kind of guillotine blade hanging around his neck, he didn't stop tithing, not once. Why? Because even when he didn't have money, he said, Lord, I trust you with everything. And that is what tithing is all about. We can't take these things for granted. God says, you trust me and I will show you the benefits that you're going to receive because of their trust. You honor me and I will honor you. You give me the respect that I deserve and see how I stand you up among people and give you the respect that you need. This is the assurance that we have from our God. But you will never ever get to know these assurances unless you start to open that Bible, unless you start to open that book and start to read it for yourself. And read it how? Not read it like like you gotta finish the entire Bible in one day. You take it slowly And I just want to give you a small demonstration of how this slowly works, okay? I'm gonna take you to the book of Philippians that we've been studying, all right? Open it. Open it to the very first paragraph and we're gonna look at the very first line. Has anyone got to it? Sister Arlene, you got to it? Yes. The first verse, and the second.
3: Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. To all the saints in Christ Jesus, who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Just a greeting, just a greeting, a simple greeting. How much can you learn from this simple greeting? It starts by saying, Paul and Timothy, servants of, of Jesus, all right? The actual word is from doulos, the Greek doulos, which actually translates as slave, okay? Now there's an important distinction between a servant and a slave. Can you tell me what distinction that is? Come on, anybody. I want to show you how we do a Bible study, how you discover things on your own. What's the difference between a servant and a slave? Okay, okay. He said the servant gets paid, the slave might not get paid. A slave is paid for, very good, and a servant? Yes, you pay a servant for his services. Yeah. A servant can leave anytime he wants. A slave cannot. A slave belongs to the master. A slave has to do what the master tells him to do, whether he wants to or not. And Paul is saying, I'm a slave. Now if we are Christians, we also are slaves, right? Slaves of Jesus, which means we've got to listen to whatever he tells us to do. And then he continues by talking to the people and he addresses them as saints. Now do we look like saints here? But saints comes from the Greek word hagios. And what that means is simply set apart, to be set apart. To be taken away from where we are and made special. And that is what God has done with every one of us. He's taken us from where we are and set us apart to be holy people, to be pure people. That is what it means to be a saint. And now you think about it a little more and you realize there's no difference between saint and slave. Being a saint is actually the same thing as being a slave of Jesus. Where does it say it in scripture? You go digging a little further and you'll find in 1 Corinthians 6.19 it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? You're not your own. You were bought at a price. Every one of us sitting over here has been bought at a price and the price has been every drop of Jesus' blood. You do not belong to yourself. You belong to Jesus. He owns you. He has made you special. He has separated you from the world. He has brought you to the kingdom of heaven. What does that make you? Both a saint and a slave. Do you understand? Just one line. How long did it take to do this? Two minutes. Two minutes you've discovered so much about scripture that you possibly never knew before. And then he says, grace and peace be upon you. Simple words again. But then you realize that the special about both these words. Grace was the way the Greeks greeted one another. They say, grace be with you. And peace was the Hebrew way of greeting one another. And they still do that today. You know what word they use? Shalom. So he's basically combining the Greek and the Hebrew to say, grace and peace be with you. What do we say? Hi. 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 Look at one another and say, Grace and peace be with you. Grace and peace be with you, too, sister. Somebody wished me. Praise the Lord. I am encouraging you, I've come to the end of my talk. I'm not going to urge you, I'm not going to force you because that is not my job. I've finished my job. Now, it is your job to do what? To let the spirit move in you. We started today by singing. Set a fire, set a fire down in my soul that I can contain and I can control. I want more of you God, I want more of you God. You want more of God? Or do you want it to end here? It can end here. You can go back to your lives and until next Wednesday, don't bother about anything. I mean, of course, you go to Mass on Friday or Saturday or Sunday and you won't be able to remember uh, the sermon or the homily. I'm speaking the truth. Or you can say, no, from now on I'm going to let the word of God be buried in my soul. And it's going to germinate there. And like the prophet said, I will keep the book of the law always on my lips. I will meditate upon it day and night. So that I carefully do everything written in it. And then I know. That I will be prosperous and I will be blessed. So it's you and the spirit now, okay? My mission accomplished. Let's stand up and sing. Father God, I want to thank you for this evening. I want to thank you for everyone who came here tonight. I want to thank you for all those listeners who are watching us on TV. I want to thank everyone who testified, Lord. I want to apologize for anybody if I embarrassed them. Marisa, did I embarrass you? No, no? and Bennett? No, thank you. Thank you for them too. And Lord, I pray that you bless them with 30 more years of wonderful marriage, Lord. And may she always like all colors and may he um, like white and black, Lord. And so uh, we want to thank you for the worship team Was here. And we're going to uh, sing with that final song one more time. Set a fire down in my soul. And I want us to open our hearts to God. I want us to open our minds to God. I want us to just kind of let go. And say God I've heard I've understood now I want to obey his spirit is gonna do the rest let's sing. I want us to clap close your eyes if you feel more comfortable but I want you to sing loudly silence and let God talk to you, just for a little bit. You don't need to concentrate on anything, just let your thoughts flow. like a butterfly that moves from flower to flower, finally coming to rest on one. When you get one thought, dwell on that thought. I see a great hunger. I see a great hunger in the midst of God's people tonight. And God is saying, come and eat. Eat without payment. Come and drink. He who's thirsty, come and drink. Why do you drink of broken cisterns that cannot hold water? When you have my living water, drink of my living water. You'll find it in my word. And don't just read, talk to me about it. And I will tell you things that I've kept hidden from the wise and the learned, but I will reveal them to you. I'm blessing you now, says the Lord. I'm blessing you for listening. I'm blessing you for seeking. I'm blessing you for knocking. And I'm blessing you for asking. I do keep my word. Now you only need to keep yours. I love you. I'll always love you. be with you till the end of the age. Praise the Lord.
0: Thank you for listening to this coverage. We hope it has blessed you. For more great content, visit our website www.hsiweb.org and kindly consider supporting the work we do. God bless
2: you.